0: Aren't you glad we've got worshipers on this stage? Amen. Praise God. Let's give them some love tonight. God bless you. God bless you. You may be seated. Take your Bibles with me, if you will, and let's go over to uh, Andrew. Let's go ahead and start at Matthew. Listen, we'll get to the other verses here uh, before the night's out, hopefully, maybe. But let's go to uh, let's go to Matthew twenty-five tonight. You may be wondering what this bicycle is up here for. Uh, Pastor Angel and I—we've got, got a competition here in just a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna race this around the sanctuary and see who can um, who has the best time. So he was just now being made aware of that. But anyway, uh, you'll have to sit on it. And bought the training wheels. You need the seat. Okay. We'll get to that in a little bit. So God bless. Thankful that you're here tonight. I'm pleased to announce we do. Our youth pastor has rolled in from California. They're actually next door. Um, we could uh, we could use some help tomorrow at 11 o'clock if you've got a, a pickup or a strong back, if you want to meet us here. If you got a weak back, it doesn't matter. We, we may need some instructors. So if you'll meet us here at eleven tomorrow we're going to go help them get some stuff out of storage and get them settled in and so uh if you're able just come over here to the side door at eleven, and uh we'll we'll go make a quick uh, quick run there praise god let's look here in matthew 25 and, and uh matthew 25 i'll hope and pray before you leave tonight that you will you will truly be encouraged uh and not discouraged and uh but as we looked here to the word of god and The title of this evening's message is this, Overcoming Self-Obsession. Now, I'm not looking for the self-obsession in you. I'm looking for the self-obsession in me. It's not the Pharisee in you that I need to worry about. It's the Pharisee in me that I need to concern myself with. But as we have stepped into what I believe the the arena in which God is drawing us, we've been asking, Lord, help us to knock on doors that you want to open, and Lord, let us hunger for things that you want to feel. Uh, As we do this, the Lord has led us in an area of healing. And from there, the Lord has has opened up even wider and said, you're going to need to know me. In order to operate in areas of, of healing and giftedness and miracles and to get to where I want to take my church, you need to know me. Then you need to value what I value. And those things are not separate, but they are so entwined in the character in the of the Lord that it, it's going to enable us to do everything he wants us to do. Now, this message tonight may get a little close to where you're living hopefully it does it's not meant to discourage it's meant to possibly challenge you but it's also meant to encourage you and strengthen you because I believe God is raising you up to do his work in the last day now let's look here in Matthew 25 I want to begin reading in the, the 14th verse and this is the parable of the talents many of you have read this but let's go here in Matthew 25 and 14 This is the Lord Jesus speaking, and he says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his, notice this, his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To each according, notice this, to their own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he he who had received the five talents went traded with them made another five talents and likewise he who had received two gained two more also but he who had received the one went and dug in the ground and hid his lord's money after a long time the lord of those servants came and settled the accounts with them so he who had received five came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Verse 22, he also had received uh, two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you had not sown, gathering where you had not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I do not sow and gather where I have not scattered seeds. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. At my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him, give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given he who has abundance. But from him who does not have even what he has will be taken away verse 30 and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth now as you look here at this parable and it's this is one that, that Jesus speaks and quite honestly it's one that I have I have looked at I have preached from but I have, I have looked at this this passage of scripture and just even today just wrestled with this wrestled with this and this message was birthed out of prayer this morning as the Lord was just beginning to bring scripture to mind and and he brought this the scripture of the parable of the talent and so I've looked at that and I know many of you have as well and and you look at that and, and on the surface it appears on the maybe superficial view of that you say well It's just based on people who do good, get good things, and people who do bad, they do bad things. They get bad things. And it, you know, there is a measure of that in that passage of Scripture. But I I believe there's so much more that is in there that we need to look at tonight. As we look at this, what we see and what we'll begin to understand is that the Lord is, He's sharing this not only with that crowd, but He's also sharing with this crowd, and He's sharing with this church because his word is eternal and this is what we begin to look at and and if you don't hear anything else I want you to hear this my beliefs my beliefs are evidenced by my behavior my beliefs are evidenced by my my behavior you have word if you say you have faith and you have nothing to your faith because you're not acting in faith. You can you really call it faith? A lot of what uh, we we call faith today is is mental assent. As we have information without revelation, and it's not bringing transformation. We need uh, to understand that it's not just the the infor- the information we receive when the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to our heart it changes our beliefs, and those beliefs begin to translate into behavior. That's what we call faith, acting in obedience to the Word of God. That's faith. Faith is is moving in the direction God has told you to. So what we have here are, are three individuals that Jesus describes, two of which he would call faithful stewards and the one he would call the unfaithful steward. But I want to look at the fact that the talents, the talents did not belong to the individuals. The talents belonged to the master. Now, talents we see is, is a measure of weight equivalent to 6,000 denarii, 6,000 days wages we we found that out last week as we looked at another teaching of Christ so 6,000 days of labor is equivalent to one talent that is that is 16 years of, of labor 16 years of salary was given to to the one who had the least and and two times that to the one who had the two and the five times that to the one who received the five But understand this as we look at that and i I love the fact that that yes talent was a weight and a measure but talent means something different to us does it not talent when we think of talent we think of of ability we think of giftedness we can we can equate talent to we had some beautiful talent up here tonight i wish i could cause those ivory keys to 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 play the melody like 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 elijah can do And if I could sing like uh, Shelba I would sing everywhere I went all the time I'd be belting it out in the middle of Walmart Chick-fil-a couldn't contain me I would be singing in Lowe's only thing I can do in Lowe's is skip I told you about my skipping story I I won't get off track I'm a good skipper talent as we can see and rightfully derive, that the Lord Jesus is 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 giving us some spiritual truths here. He's speaking in language that the Hebrews understand, but talent for you and I is our God-given giftedness. Doesn't even really belong to us. It belongs to Him. The ability to express the gospel of Jesus Christ Call to preach is not even mine it's his it was his talent that he has given to you and those are his servants see I, I can't even claim ownership of myself you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit I have been bought with the price my life is not my own I belong to Christ the dream that you have for ministry and calling of God the the idea of revival the idea of ministering truth the ideas that you have the dreams that you have don't take credit or ownership that that is yours it's not yours it's god's and he has given it to you he's given it to you that's not your call that's not your dream that's not your, your your purpose is what was given to you from the lord the master so the talent who i am belongs to him Now notice this, and this is where sometimes we get tripped up. He gave to those as they were able. In other words, the master measures the competency. The master measures the competency. You, the one who had five I ventured to guess that somewhere along the way he'd showed himself capable of handling the fight. I didn't step in to to, uh, lead pastoring a church just from my uh, first rattle out of the box. Maybe I stepped in a little premature, but I still, uh, according to those that I pastored in my first church, I I wouldn't say very long, and I was thrown off the deep end, and I was either sink or swim. It was a crash course in crucifixion. I'll just say that. Those poor people. I've <laughs> been saved five years. Uh, I was just, I wasn't credentialed. I didn't have a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, woo! all right, settle up. We're about to ride this bucking pony because we're going to get somewhere. And the beautiful thing was is God was so faithful. <laughs> and the things that he taught me in the midst of that, I still carry to this day. Part of the foundation In which he brought me through but see, you don't expect your children to run before they can walk you don't expect them to walk before they crawl you don't expect them to to know things until you understand as a parent a grandparent a a spiritual leader you understand that that you don't you don't put too much on individuals that are not ready God doesn't put too much on you until you're ready but see he saw there that the one that had the five uh, he he saw that he measured his competency and said yeah I can trust him with those five other talents I, now I want you to go and do and he saw the, the the potential in the in the the one who had the two and said now I, I believe because of his faithfulness and where he's been he can now handle that too and then we see the the one with the one obviously was not tried but still, the, the master said, I'm going to give you this talent. And if you go out, I, I believe the will of the master was to, this was to bless him. Because we see it in the, in the five and the two who went out and, and, and made exchange and made investments. And they brought it back and said, oh, master, here it is. And they said, oh, yes. I, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Yeah, come on in. This is what I want to give you. I want to bless you. The one who had the one didn't know the master. He didn't know the master. We'll get to him in a minute. So the one who received the 5 and the one who received the 2, they they understood who owned the talent. You need to understand, church, who owns the healing. You need to understand who owns the revival. You need to understand who owns the nations. You need to understand who owns the universe and the stars and everything that is in it. You need to know who owns you. Because whoever owns you is going to decide what you do and what you don't do. And if you've given up ownership of your heart and life to pass and fear and failure and frustration and hurt and grief, uh, then that, those areas are what's going to dictate what you do. It's going to form your belief system. It's going to cause your viewpoints. And see, the Lord is, is revealing to me that he wants to do so much, even in this house, when it comes to the supernatural importation of gifts and healings and miracles and signs and wonders. We must know who he is and value what he values and know when we lay hands upon the sick and they recover, to him be the glory. Glory because he's the one who paid the price we are just privileged participants in the kingdom of God he is the one who does the healing the master measures the competency but seeing those faithful servants they understood this I will give an account I will give an account they had an expectation that the master was one of his word and that when he came back he wanted to know what did we do with the talent that he gave us. The justified servants invested valued the investment and they expected an expectation. They expected an expectation from the master. Because a lot of people say I believe that Jesus is coming and I can look at their life and no judgment don't judge me preacher I'm not judging you. you're judging yourself <laughs> by the fruits you're bearing you will know them by their fruits you want a different perception offer some different fruit if I look at an apple tree and me call me some mental health professionals to come help me. Or at least get an eye doctor to look in my eyes. But see, what I'm saying in that is this, Jesus Christ is coming. The Master has been on a long journey, but He will return. And when He comes, He has an expectation from what He has given to his body, which has been every spiritual blessing in heaven, whom the Father has not withheld from us anything. When he gave us his Son, he gave us all. He gave us everything. He gave us rest and peace and joy and hope and happiness. He gave us uh, the, the, the victor living on the inside of us. He gave us the triumphant one who walked out of the grave, he took us to the cross, he put us in the tomb and then he rose again with us and he's now we are with him in heaven at the right hand of the Father. He calls my name out every day before the Father. He intercedes on my behalf, he cries out to the Father and he tells me when I don't think I can do anything, he encourages me to keep going and he strengthens me by his spirit and he is coming. He is coming! Yeah. But if I truly honestly believe that, my behavior will align to that. Now, we see the the just. We see the just. Yes, I just scratched my head. And we see here something, and this is what I'm... I was looking at verse 24. He who had the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you were a hard man, reaping where you had not sown, gathering where you had not scattered. Now, as you look at that, Jesus gives in this parable the rebuttal after he calls him a wicked and lazy servant. And... Though some translations leave it out most theologians believe that Jesus is not saying of the master that he was a hard person who's harsh and identified with the statement and the belief that that wicked lazy servant had but he gives a rebuttal in a question form in other words you are calling me something I'm not I, I, you can study that out. And if you find any other understanding of it, you can just feed on it. Amen? But see, he addresses his master as an unjust, cruel, hard, unfeeling, unloving master who taxes his people above what they are able. And he dares to call this impotent fiction, he calls it knowledge. The psalmist. Wrote in Psalms 50 and 21. You thought that I was altogether like you. See, that's what man does. Man takes the perverted views of God, and he takes the he, he sees God through a perverted view, and then he 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 brings the character and the concept of who he is, and that's who he calls God to be. Hard giving me stuff. And see, the the Lord turned to him and addressed the one who had the single talent, who didn't use that talent. See, he didn't invest it. And this is what the Lord spoke to me in prayer today. See, when a person is hiding their talents, what are they hiding? You can't separate the person from the talent. DNA, a certain gift mix, makes up fiber of who I am. I, I, I can't, I can't change that. He's the changer. I called you to preach? Oh no, 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 Lord, not me. I ain't doing this. Somebody else got to get up and do that. But I kept seeking after the Lord. seen me talk? Have you heard me read? You see how this, this thing in my chest called my heart tries to jump out every time I stand up in front of people? But see, I wasn't just hiding my talent. I was hiding it. See, there are I'm bringing my church out of hiding. I'm bringing my church out of hiding. You've been hiding in that hurt too long. You've been hiding in that funk too long. You've been hiding in that superstition too long. You've been hiding that talent, and God's saying to you, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out he knows the hurt you've been through and I guarantee you you haven't been hurt as badly as he's been hurt you haven't been as disappointed as he has been disappointed you don't have a corner market on pain you don't have a corner market on shame you don't have a corner market and just because it happened to you it doesn't mean it hadn't happened to somebody else but see we have buried ourselves in the dirt God said, I'm going to resurrect my church, I'm calling her out of hiding, I'm calling her out of that place and that pit. you have been sitting back guarded and secure and making sure nothing penetrates this armor you have on. And the Lord is getting ready to strip off that armor of hurt, that armor of disappointment, that armor of shame, that armor of pain, and he's gonna bring you up out of the dirt in the field. See, because when you hide your talent, in essence you're hiding. You're hiding. If you're hiding from relationships, went to a thing a while back. And at risk, you might accidentally listen to this. I'm going to cover the names to protect the innocent. What was that show they used to watch years ago? I don't remember what it was. I never watched it. What? Dragnet? So <laughs> I have a difficult time because I start out and then I start revealing the names and start causing the innocent to be hurt. But anyway, we went to this meeting not too long back. I'd sit down at the table couple of other couples there and we were just, how can I, it, just a, it was just an event, you know, it, it was a motivator to motivate us in areas that help win the loss of the world. So we sat down at this table and it was a couple that were sitting there and their backs were to us. They had the, do not disturb, I'm not home, leave me alone, do not trespass, stay away, I don't care to know you today. You know, to what I'm talking about, you're sitting at the table, your backs are turned, they give no input, no, no anything. We're going to be there for two days. This could be a long two days. But we thought, well, let's just see what happens. So Andrew and I do what Andrew and I do, and we just start pressing in, talking to them, sharing things with them, Lord's praying for them at the table. Next thing you know things start opening up, they begin to share. Next thing you know, the Lord is using she and I to speak words into their life, and these pastors who had been hurting, and who had been hurt going through a difficult time, all of the sudden started laying down their guard and started receiving the, 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 the things of God because God was speaking to them. But let me tell you, it takes a church that's not afraid to come out of hiding, to step in, to say, I don't, I'm not so much interested in what you're going to do for me, but if God could use me today, maybe I could do something for you. I met him at district council. He walked up, grabbed me, hugged me. He said, I love you, I love you, I love you. I'd only met him one other time. Let me tell you why. Because God spoke to him. Why am I telling you that? It's because folks, when people are pushed back, when they are guarded, when they are they're putting out the the, the arrows. They're saying, "Don't mess with me. Leave me alone." Chances are they're going through something. But church, you're the church, and it's time that you press in, lean in, reach into to the hand of God and say, "God, bring me up out of this grave. Bring me up out of this grave." Lord God, I don't want to look at people as how they affect me. I want to see, God, how can I help them? And use some wisdom. Amen? Use some wisdom. Do what God leads you to do. But if he sets you in a situation... Instead of asking how they're going to affect you, start asking God, "How may I help them?" I called a friend of mine this week, trying to schedule a life of the lost service. He answers the phone this way: "Such a if you knew him, you don't. Man, he's just a sweet guy." He said, "How may I improve your day today?" I said, "John, that is a beautiful expression and way to answer the phone. I may rob that from you. How may I?" Improve Improve your day today. When's the last time we ask? How may I encourage someone else to? See, but if we have talent, we don't understand that's not my talent. It's his. It's not my life. Unjust servant. Jesus said, You're afraid. Or he declared, I'm afraid. He didn't even do the least, he did less than the least. He could have gone and put it in the bank, but instead he went and dug a hole. I'm sure that hole was probably close to his house. He dug this hole that talent in there, cover it up, and when Jesus Christ comes, I'll go out there and I'll dig it up, and I'll say, here you go, look, Lord, I'm saved, and the Lord's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you, more importantly, you never knew me know who I am. You don't know what I'm about. Oh, folks, let me tell you, it's time to put the guard down. It's time to step out. It's time to move beyond the walls of offense and hurt and shame and and pain and step into the place that God wants you to be in and stop covering yourself with superstition. Start covering yourself with all these rules of this is what I will do and this is what I will not do. And you keep yourself walled in to make sure Nobody ever gets close enough to hurt you again. There's no way to live. Years ago, I went to a kid's camp as a a sponsor. I was in this kid's camp and for whatever reason, I began to feel an overwhelming sense of insecurity. I was in a group of people I know you've never done this in your whole entire life and thank god for that but i began to feel ray insecure i got something you know i wasn't measuring up you know what i did i went out into the parking lot and i got a bunch of rocks gravel and every time somebody walked by intimidated me i threw rocks at them no i didn't what i did is i went and found a place to get along with god and i said lord I don't know for sure what this is but it isn't everybody else's fault it's mine lord what do you what do you want to do in me in this lord i'm gonna i'll tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do the opposite of what i feel if i feel like drawing back i'm gonna press in if i feel like being quiet i'm just gonna step out and talk and from that moment god began to break off some things out of my life out of my out of my heart why because i had to In, We all have those experiences. We all have those frustrations. I'm not telling you the self-obsession you need to overcome is any different than the self-obsession I need to overcome. But see, the man with the one talent, he had a paramount problem, and that paramount problem was self-obsession. He was afraid. He did not know his master. He went and buried. He did less than the least. He covered up uh, the talent that he had because uh, he wanted just to make sure that he made it in and no one else. But what he didn't understand is that the master did not care whether or not he succeeded or failure with the transaction. What he was looking for was him to step out and use what he had in order to see the faith begin to grow in him. That others, uh, let me tell you you, will never hit a ball in a baseball game that you don't swing at. That ball may hit you, but you're not going to hit the ball unless you swing at it. I know some of you are still sitting there thinking, when are you going to get the bike race on? It's coming. It's coming. Would the Lord show me two things? my body, they're hiding, they're hiding, and I'm bringing them out of the dirt, and he said, there's people in my house who don't know me, but they're going to know me, see the two that, (laughs) bless you, bless you, God bless you, yes ma'am that the master saw in them through whatever experience or whatever knowledge he had. They understood the master's heart. What they had was not theirs. It was his. Their life was not theirs. It was his. They valued what the master valued. And so they went out and invested. Now, I've got this little bicycle. I've used this before. But maybe you haven't seen it. This is the bicycle we keep at the house. And I usually ride about 20, 25 miles on it. Until the seat falls off. So, I've asked you this question, I'm gonna ask you again. Is this this bicycle? you'd agree it's a part of a bicycle. Is this a, is this a bicycle right here? It's part of it. See you're a part. You are a part until This this bicycle here was Olivia's. She outgrew it, and now Nora rides it. She's almost; she'll be three in September. But could you imagine if I sent her out and I said, right Nora, go get on that bicycle out there, and and just jump on and enjoy yourself, baby. I'll I'll, I'll come watch you." She's not going to get very far, is she? She's not going to get very far because there's parts that are missing. Let me tell you, church. You may not realize this. But we're not gonna get very far without all the parts being in place. You may not value, I'm not gonna take time to put that on. I think you can get the idea that goes there. Now this, this pedal may not seem like a whole lot unless you're on this bicycle and you don't have a pedal. Now it becomes a very important part. Just like this index fingernail, it's, it's not really of great value until I get an itch and it becomes the most important part <laughs> of my body. You know what I'm saying? Ever, anybody ever got a, 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 a you don't do this, but you get a sunburn you just get that, 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 that rage, don't scratch it but anyway, but what do you want to do? You want to scratch it? See, we are In order for this thing to work. See, the seat can't be the. If I took the, the seat and put it on the pedal, that's not going to work. If I took the, 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 the wheel to put it as the steering wheel, to put the steering wheel as the, it's not going to work. But you've got a place and a part in the body of Christ. But if you're out there hiding and saying, "I don't want to be a part because I can't be this handlebars. I'm, I'm a pedal, and that's all I can do is pedal. And all I, I, the pedaling is boring. I get just stepped on all the time. I don't want to be a pedal." Well, guess what? The church is not going to move. But when we all take our part, then. We can get on, They can let the Lord get on the bike and he can move this thing where he wants to. Amen? One last thought I'm going to leave you with. One last thought I'm going to leave you with. See, I didn't get to preach a full message Sunday, so you're just going to get two messages tonight. Write this down. 1 Corinthians 12, 26. If and if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. But see, you've got to be close enough to the body to feel that pain. And if you're afflicting pain on the body and you don't feel it, you either have leprosy are not really a part of the body. And if you are, you got something wrong with you. See, because if I can stump my toe and not feel it, something wrong with that toe. But if I stump that toe and it's part of my body, ooh, son, it hurts all the way up to my eyeballs if I take a whip and start whipping myself and I don't feel any of the pain how do we whip the body we whip the body by what was that two people chewing all up in the body amen when you stop for a moment to realize we belong to Christ and Christ belongs to us and if one member hurts then we should all feel that hurt and a lot of times in the body of Christ we embrace those many times that are suffering and rightly so but we have a little bit Bigger challenge when it comes to the second half of this verse. If one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice. Rejoice. What does that mean? It means when you are blessed, we need to suffer. If you lay hands on a dozen people and every one of them are healed and I lay hands on the same dozen and they're not healed, guess what? We need to celebrate what God has done through you. If you all of a sudden... When the publisher house sweepstake and a million-dollar check, $5 million, $20 million check comes rolling into your house, I should celebrate. Thank God you want it. I'd be blessed. I don't want anything. I just want you to be blessed by it. It's Celebrating. When the body of Christ gets to the place where they feel when a brother and sister is hurting and they're not condemning or throwing rocks at them, but they're lifting them up and they're saying, I want to walk with you through this. I want to encourage you through this. I want to bless you and pray, blessing over you. Then we begin to function as the body of Christ. But on the flip side of that, if you succeed, then thanks be to God. That is great. We want to celebrate you. Whether we ever get anything or not, we want to celebrate you. I didn't get my part of it. It's time we stop fighting over the front seat of the car. Amen. It's time my sister and I have knocked down dragouts. She's three years older than me, and we would fist fight over the front seat. Sometimes I let her sit up there. But you know, it's a sad thing when you get in a group of preachers. You can't celebrate what God's doing. It's sad if you get in the body of Christ and you can't share the blessings God put on you. Because that seen the Son, you've seen the Father. If you know the Father, if you know the Son, you know the Father. And if you realize that a win for any person in the body of Christ is a win for the Father, we begin to celebrate others in the body of Christ. There's been transformation. I love you, and I thank God for you. I'm talking to that 1% that maybe didn't, hadn't Jumped on board yet? But let me tell you, we're going to celebrate one another. If you get in a, if you get, if you're hurting, we're going to believe with you. But if you see miracle signs and wonder, we're going to celebrate because the Father is being glorified through the work. And see what happens? Is we're going to start understanding. place in this great plan of God's. And we take our place. And we celebrate because the handlebar is where the handlebar will be. And we celebrate that we're not the seat because we don't have to be set on all the time. No, I'm sorry. I went too far. I believe the Lord's going to take the training wheels off and give us a bigger ride. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe, Father. Lord, I love that song, Lord God, that you you stop at nothing, Lord God. You tear down the walls. Lord, I pray that you'll just tear down the walls. Lord, there's those that are hidden right now that you're resurrecting, Lord God. You're you're raising them up out of the hurt. You're raising them up out of the pain. Lord, there are those in this house that, that Lord, they need, Father God, a deep, rich understanding, Lord, of who you are. Lord, of who, Father, you truly are, Lord God. Lord, how that you, Lord God, want so much I pray, Father, that you will bring resurrection and revelation tonight. I want you to stand all across this building tonight. I'm not calling anyone out. We're going to lift our hands to the Lord, and I want you to pray these two things. I believe that I will personally overcome any measure of self-obsession that I have through relationship with the Father, through revelation and the resurrected power of Jesus. I believe tonight that god is right now he's revealing himself revealing his plan his purpose his desire in you and through you and he's going to resurrect you through the power of jesus come on now let's just ask him lord i pray that you will take away lord this self-obsession lord god of mine that lord has been so woven into my heart that it's become so much of, of my viewpoint it becomes so much of the fiber of who I am that I don't even recognize it. Lord, I just see it, Lord God, as, as normality. Lord, I pray that you will cause abnormality to stop being normal in me. And I pray, Almighty God, that you would take a self-obsession away from me, Lord God, and replace it, Lord God, with the selfless character of Christ, that I may live according to your will. I pray, Father, tonight that you will release those, Lord, from the grave. Those who, Lord God, have been hidden in the dirt too long. Lord God, raise them up, Father, and give them the knowledge they need, Lord, for this day. Lord, I believe that you are going to use and bless and move in this church, Lord God, in unprecedented measures, Lord. But I believe, Father God, that you're going to do so by revealing yourself to your bride, to your children, Lord God. We're going to know you, Lord God, in ways, Father God, in means and measures, Lord, that we did not know possible. Lord, I don't want to live, God, with the ideology, Lord God, that you're a hard God, an evil taskmaster. I pray almighty God that, Lord, knowing in your word and your sacrifice has refuted all of that, Lord, that defamation and that character of perverseness uh, to be broken in the house of God, and that we would rise up, Lord God, this day and value, Lord, the very giftedness that you have put in us. Lord Jesus, let us find health. Let us find health, Lord God. Lord, such health, Lord, that, Lord, we begin to celebrate our brothers and sisters and what they have accomplished. And, Lord, we're not looking at what has been taken from us, but, Lord, what has been gained to the body of Christ. Lord, to the glory of the Father. Lord, I release a spirit of celebration in this house tonight. And we celebrate our brothers and sisters, Lord God. Oh father we thank you lord we thank you lord jesus we thank you lord hallelujah 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 thank you lord hallelujah oh hallelujah now, i have to tell you about my 3 year old seem to be 3 year old we're driving along and she's already a little bossy Bridget. road, she's sitting in her car seat in the back, she heard the little, you know, she said, come on, pops, straighten it (laughs) up, yes, ma'am, take orders, well, if I went and brought her that bicycle, she'd look at that, she wouldn't have anything to do, she'd think her pops had lost it And you got a place, let him show you what that place is, get in there, do what God wants you to do, amen, pull that slide up for me, Andrew, if you will, and I'll try to wrap this up in the next minute and a half, you have been so, tonight, I want us to pray for as we have dedicated our Wednesday night offerings to we want to pray. We want to take it a step further. We want to pray for uh, Bob and Naomi Cayazo. They have served in Latin America for 33 years. Uh, Bob has had ministry to the police force down there, many who have been government officials, uh, sports tra- chaplaincy. Uh, he is just an incredible ministry there. Naomi, she is, she is a delight, I'm telling you. She has two feeding centers she has a medical clinic uh, they have a farm a technical school they bring kids in they they have job training uh, and they are just they are just fireballs to the kingdom of god but let's pray for them let's pray that see because we are blessed as a blessed country there are, there are nicaragua and many of the other countries there they all have the means and the measures and so i want us to pray for them that god would open and give provision he would guide their thoughts and bless them and let them see a harvest like they've never seen before father we pray tonight lord god knowing father that we're not just giving lord a blessed offering lord to go to the further into the kingdom but lord we are lifting up bob and naomi lord tonight and just believe father that lord that you're gonna lord you're gonna strengthen them and encourage them and bless them lord god and, Lord, the, the, the blockades that the enemy has put before them, Lord, you're going to begin to open those doors for them in, in, in exponential ways and unprecedented measures. Lord, the, the, the girls and the boys, Lord God, they minister to, and the, the officials, Lord God, that they minister to, I pray that there'll be an open door of reception and that, Lord, that generation, Lord, they're going after generations. I pray that, Father, that you will... allow them to see lord god uh, the third and the fourth generation to begin to turn to you lord god uh, in ways father god to come to know you as you truly are lord bless them lord god bless all of our missionaries lord god uh, with provision protection lord god uh, and open doors father in jesus name we pray and everybody said amen. amen amen god bless you if you can be here uh tomorrow at 11 we appreciate the help uh Holiday weekend, we will have live class and regular service, but there will be no uh, there will be no prayer meeting Sunday. You can pray at home, and God bless you. We love you, appreciate you. You are dismissed tonight. Thank you. Yes, you need to. Uh, can you hold just one moment?
1: This goes. I think that this goes with the message that our pastor preached tonight about being self-absorbed and kind of self-obsession we have youth pastors coming this sunday they're already here i accidentally met them last night at tamales because she posted i met tamales it's gonna be good and i was right around the corner so i was at tamales too and i met them and it was a nice wonderful experience I'll tell you a very quick story my dad when he was six years old came from california his mother had died when he was five And CPS was after them. You may know that experience or not. So my grandpa, Charlie, packed all the kids up in the car, and they moved them to Texas. And eventually, uh, my dad grew up and met my mom. He became an ordained minister and pastored for over 50 years. Now, our youth pastors are already ordained they've already been called and they're coming here they have two children Benjamin and Emily Emily's in the ninth grade and Benjamin's going into the fifth grade these are the two children that are on my heart because they're coming to such a different culture change they're following the Lord and they're following their parents leading So I ask you to prepare for them. It's so easy to say, what are they going to do for us? What are they going to do for our kids? What are they going to do for our youth? What kind of programs are they going to do? Well, I ask you tonight, what are we going to do for them? If my dad's life changed so much when he came from California to Texas, What can God do for Emily? What can God do for Benjamin? I believe God has a purpose for them being here. So I ask you to welcome them. I'm having them over for lunch Sunday. I already have my table ready. The plates are there. The spoons are there. The forks are there. The bowls are there. I want it just right. I will probably have to rewash it by Sunday because I don't want dust on it. But I am preparing. I ask you to prepare for our new courageous youth pastors. No, they may not be just like us. I noticed he put a post on Facebook that said, look at all this sweet tea. I thought, now what's your deal with sweet tea? Never seen sweet tea before? I uh, better get me some unsweet tea for Sunday. But you know what? I am excited. God is going to do marvelous, wonderful things. So if you can prepare a meal for them, if there's four people in a family, it usually costs about 50 bucks to go out if you've got four people. You know how that is. If you can give a gift certificate for them to go out. If you can give them hints that Tony's is the best place for a hamburger and I prefer mariachis over tamales, just me. uh, Molina's is a great place. They're also looking for a house and they're worrying about schools. All those things. Help, Ryan. Help, Crystal. Pray for them. Not for what they can do for us, but what we can do for them. Praise the Lord.
0: Praise God. God bless you. We love you. Appreciate you. We'll see you back here, 4th of July. Uh, Amen. Let's come expecting. Be in prayer. Have a great rest of the evening.